Hi, love. This is Dawn, and you're listening to Dear Divorce Diary with my coach, Dawn, where we explore the post-divorce life and you, the woman who lives it. We cover everything from trauma during and after divorce to feeling like a stranger in your own life and the new frontier of life as a single woman. Cozy in for the conversations you've been longing to have about this new life. Hi, love. Today, I want to start with a visualization. If you are driving, (laughs) please do this carefully, okay? Um, So I want you to take a breath, a nice clearing breath. You know, one of those where you're like, oh, that was good. I caught my breath, you know? And I want you to visualize your most vulnerable self. Maybe that's easy. (laughs) Maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but I want you to really see her. And I want you to give her a kiss on the head. And I want you to give her a little snuggle. And just check out those eyes. Just take a moment to be like, hey, I see you. And then I want you to ask yourself a big question. And the big question in this visualization is, when you see your most vulnerable self, how would she feel if you lost love again? When you've had a moment to notice and to get over how annoyed you feel with me right now, (laughs) I want you to notice, was the reaction like, oh gosh, What did I do wrong? Or was it like, F that, MFers? Or was it absolute grief? Like, what did your most vulnerable self have to say about losing love? Because today we are talking about dating and finding love after divorce. And however your knee jerk, your immediate response was to that visualization gives you a clue about where you need to go next on your healing journey to better prepare yourself for both dating and finding love. You know, as I was preparing for today's episode, I kind of came up with five categories (laughs) where it comes to this topic, right? The first one was not ready to date. And to all my girlfriends out there who are not ready to date yet, I see you And I also see all your people who are pushing you and want to set you up. And it's because they think you are amazing and they don't want you to hurt anymore. And they don't want you to have to do this thing alone anymore. And I get that. And you get that. But you're not ready. And honestly, I admire you for a lot of reasons because it's hard to you know, say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, and I'm going to do this well, right? I'm going to get better. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to grieve these losses and I am not going to just dive right in to dating again to solve my problems. And, and I really admire that. Now I do have some examples of where you can take that too far, right? I, I have some clients who have literally had to move through a place where they got stuck there, where they, um, where a part of them was so afraid to taste love again 
and I know you can relate to this. I know everyone can relate to this because, because if you get a taste of that love and then it goes away, it would just crack you wide open again, right? So I have had clients get stuck in that spot where they needed, you know, just a little maneuvering out of that thinking error because there's a thinking error that is driving that inability to, to take the next step into dating at a certain point, right? But if you're not ready and you know you're not ready and you can see clearly that you have some work to do before it's time, you go, girl. But then there's this other kind of four places that have to do with dating and love. And I just want to check in with you about them, right? So, and, and many of them may apply to you, but I think awareness is key to this transformational process. So the first one is the craving. And I'm talking about craving because I think that is the right word, right? I think it fits. The craving to be desired. I know you all were just like, oh, yes, exactly, Dawn. <laughs> the craving to be desired is so powerful because... There's so much rejection involved in this post-divorce life, right? So much feeling like not enough, like not cute, um, not it, you know, that just somebody really treating you like you're desirable is like medicine. It's like a drug. It feels so good and and I think that that's where oftentimes we can get ourselves into some trouble because when the craving, the urge to be desired by someone else overpowers our own craving or urge to nurture self, then sometimes we set ourselves back in the healing process because rejection on top of rejection when our self-esteem is not on point or in process even it can be a very slippery slope. So I just want you to notice that if you're in that place where you're like, oh my goodness, I would do anything to feel desired right now. Let's just pour some love on that, <laughs> right? Let's just pour some love on that. Like, hey, this is gonna happen, right? You are desirable in so many ways. And if you're not feeling desirable or if you're craving it so badly, just try to pump the brakes a bit because... When the need to feel desired intersects with low self-esteem and an anxious attachment style, girlfriend, that is a setup to be walked all over, to be trampled, to be used, right? And I do not want that for you. So just keep an eye on that. The next, I think, kind of grouping of, of dating candidates is, pardon my language here, I'm going to drop an F-bomb, Okay is the urge to be fucked. And that's legit for so many reasons that it is a part of your essence, your womanhood, your reproductive reality. <laughs> like this is an urge that is biologically based and is powerful. And oftentimes in a post-divorce world, there's a switch that flips that kind of opens that part of you back up. And if you haven't experienced that yet, don't worry, you're not strange. It's different for everyone, right? But for many people, I hear that, you know, there's this real freedom around one sexual self that comes in a post-divorce world. And it's like, 
oh God, I want someone's hands all over me in a very, very like kind of hot and heavy way. And that is a beautiful thing. And I'm here for it. And I'm not here to judge it. I just want you to notice if you have some underlying attachment issues, for instance, anxious attachment style or a disorganized attachment style, it is common for sex and attachment to go together. And it can be really hard to tease those apart. So it is really risky for you to get fucked and not get attached if you have an anxious or disorganized attachment style. So be mindful of that. The third category that, um, or fourth if we're counting (laughs) the not ready to date category, right? The next, let's just call it the next category, is um, the wanting to be cherished category, right? And so that's like more, I'm looking for love. I'm looking for someone to love me and to cherish me and to be a companion and build a life with and be in love with and go on dates and have romance and all those things that have probably been missing from your life for a long while. And and I think that this category is very different from the the dating in and of itself whole, right? Because dating, then we get into the dating apps and the lol, like, what do I wear? How do I look? What do I say? What about the cobwebs in my vagina? Like all that stuff, right? But the like, <laughs> the wanting to find love category is like, you've probably been on some dates and you're like, okay, I'm ready to find my person, you know, like I'm ready to do this thing over again. And it means you've probably been doing some healing work and you've probably been doing some grief work. And what I want you to just keep an eye on there is the success of your next meaningful relationship is going to be directly proportionate to how much self-acceptance and self-love you have cultivated. Know that if you focused primarily on grief work and you haven't focused on self-acceptance, if you focused on um, getting over your ex and um, independence, but you haven't really dug into any potential self-esteem related traumas, or attachment-related traumas, then my love, it is too soon. And that doesn't mean don't do it. Like, no one needs to be perfectly healed before they start dating, either for sex or for love, okay? Dating in and of itself helps reveal to us the shadow work that we need to do, right? The places that need more love poured on it. So please, please, please do not (laughs) put yourself in this black and white spot of, I can't date until I get to a certain spot. Because it's all, it's all for learning. It's all for understanding ourselves better. It's all for, once we understand ourselves better, right, we can accept ourselves in deeper, more meaningful ways. So I am not here to judge if or when you're ready to date. I'm giving you the things I want you to keep an eye on while you're doing it, while you're getting ready, right? So if you are looking for love, please make sure you are like strapped into the healing process, into the self-acceptance process, and that you're being fully transparent with your accountability team, whomever they are, right? Whether it's your therapist, your pastor, your Reiki healer, whoever it is, right? Your best friend, your tribe. I saw this meme this week and I'm going to get it wrong, but 
in essence, it was like, so are we on the same page? Are we still lying to the psychiatrist about how we're doing? Are we still going with, uh, I'm great, everything's fine. (laughs) So the key is we have to embrace reality, right? If I had a dollar for every time someone came to session and was like, I told myself I wasn't going to cry in this session today. And I'm always like, why? Right? And I know it's because you want to be better. And I know it's because you measure your progress based on whether or not you cry in therapy. But love, crying in therapy means you're going to the places, you're doing the things. Like there's a reason that there's a joke about therapists high-fiving each other when patients cry in therapy. (laughs) I am not saying that that's a real thing, but maybe. Um, So when you come to session and you cry and you are fully transparent, like that's what's going to get you the results. I was explaining to my daughter this week the phrase, no pain, no gain. She's seven and she's like, but why? You know, and I'm like, well, listen, you didn't come out of my body without pain, right? You're like, you're one of the loves of my life, but but I, you don't come without pain, you know? Like that's the reality is our healing doesn't come without feeling our pain and moving through our pain. Our growth comes through pain Our uh, when we're you know, working out, it comes through pain. Our muscles are literally shredding apart before they grow back stronger. So as long as you're going, you're strapped in, you're going to your healing places and you're being fully transparent and you're working on self-acceptance, then you are well on the finding love journey and I am proud of you. The next camp of people I think that are looking to date are the people who are like, adulting is hard and I need a partner. And that one is like full on smush, like, like bug on the windshield. I get it. And I want to just be on the record as saying there are a lot of reasons to partner in life. There are economic reasons. There are pragmatic reasons. There are family reasons. There are health reasons that there are a lot of struggles out there and please do not judge yourself or receive the judgments of others if you have some of these other relationship reasons motivating you to date. I think I see a lot of women in this space having like a guy best friend, you know, someone who can help um, hang the picture frames and maybe pick the kids up in a pinch and maybe just make dinner together, you know. Um, But there are very real reasons for needing a partner that may not have to do with you being ready to find love or wanting to get fucked, you know, and I get it. I get it. And if you are just maxed out and you need extra support, I want you to think about all the places you can access that from. You know, I'm going to reference my client that I mentioned earlier in this pod, how she had a part of herself that was like, I'm not going to let love in because it'll hurt too bad if I lose it. She was doing that with her friends too. She was doing that with her prayer team. She was doing that with her Bible study people. She was doing it with everyone, even with me to a certain extent, right? Like not fully receiving love or help or support because it was too scary to think that then she could lose those things. Um, So it was like this needing all kinds of help, but holding it at arm's length and then saying, why doesn't anybody love me? Why doesn't anyone help me? So, you know, just check in with yourself if you're wanting to date because you just need someone to help you make dinner and 
fold the laundry and get the kids to bed. I get it, right? Are you asking for help in enough places? Are you getting it? Are you blocking it in any way? Um, it makes a lot of sense, you know? So please don't judge yourself for having that thought or that desire. So with everything we've talked about today, I want you to especially notice where the judgments came up, right? Like where maybe you thought to yourself, I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing it right or, ooh, Don, I did not like hearing you say that. Like maybe whether you were judging yourself or me or maybe somebody else who's given you feedback, notice really specifically which topics today to do with dating and love in a post-divorce world had you bristling because those are your clues. Those are your clues where you need some release work, where we got to pour some love on it, where we got to crack you open a little more and help you get to that next rung on the ladder and know that in this journey, it, I'm going to say never, it's not never, it's really rarely, but it rarely comes all at once, right? We sometimes hear stories of people who, you know, experienced tragedies and re-rolled in a year's time and now they're living happily ever after. I promise you that is not real. Like that is just not real love. That is not how it happens. Healing and transformation, it comes in revelatory layers and we build on it. And then there's another layer and we build on it. And if you are hearing a story of something that sounds too good to be true, it is. I can tell you time and time again in many arenas of life with many different types of clients, those too good to be story, too good to be true stories end up with a crash and a having to start again. And that's okay, right? Like that's okay. In fact, in many ways, that's my own post-divorce world story, right? Like divorced, doing a lot of work, doing a lot of work, doing a lot of work, horrible relationship crash, start over. That That's my story, right? So I just want you to really have some acceptance about where you are in your process and be keenly, I want you to jot down in your journal what really rubbed you the wrong way today and work on flipping that judgment into a deeper level of self-acceptance. So whether you relate to being not ready to date, craving to be desired, needing to be fucked, looking to be cherished, needing a partner to help you run your life, no matter where you are, embrace it. Talk about it. Write about it. Tap on it. Hit me up about it. But let's be real about where we are so that we can move through it, so that one day you can have all of it, right? Because my wish for you, and hopefully your wish for yourself, is that you get to have all of those things in one relationship. And I'm not promising you that, and I'm not giving you some pie in the sky, smoke up your behind stuff, but it is possible to have a place where you feel desired, get fucked, are cherished, and have help, consistent partnered help. You can have all those things, but it doesn't come easy and it doesn't come cheap. 
So I'm here with you. If that's what you want, I am here to help you receive that. And it is all within you waiting. Like calls to like, right? So if you're ready to become all of those things and have all of those things, let's do it. Sending you all the peace and love. Talk soon. Dear Divorce Diary is a podcast by My Coach Dawn. You can find more at mycoachdawn.com.